Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, hard-working, Disney research-loving <laughs> wife and co-host, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everyone. She's been doing so much Disney research over the last few days, like I can just barely pry the computer out of her hands. Right. But you're going to benefit from it today. Hopefully. Hope Hopefully. You, everybody will, you know get something out of this that will make their next uh, vacation plans smoother and better and more enjoyable. Hopefully so. I mean, probably so because, you know, Michelle's research, always the best <laughs> research. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us today. We are recording this episode on Sunday, February 6th, 2022. Is that correct? Yes, it yep. is the 6th. Just double checking because it's all a blur to me. Uh, <laughs> it's a blur, sir. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, thank you for joining us. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, we would like to invite you to sign up for our newsletter. And for those of you who have already signed up for the newsletter, and I won't give anything away, but I want to personally thank you all, as well as our uh, Patreons, for many reasons, uh, but for selecting an amazing dish. I'll yes. just say that. I'll, I'll give it away. It's for the, the people voted on those dishes that a couple of weeks ago that Michelle put out there. Um, some that came from the restaurants that are reopening and some that came from the uh, the Arts Festival, right. the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Uh, having you vote on what dish I would try and create for the next Disney Dishes blog. I, I did the arepas by this week that I promised from Encanto because I am in very much in an Encanto <laughs> mood. As you didn't notice by the you know, super long episode last week. Uh, so I made those. But I also created the dish that you voted for and that is the cider braised mussels mm -hmm. with chorizo and with some fennel and it is really delicious. It was amazing and I know you all will want to recreate it because it is delicious. So at some point this week that recipe will be posted. I We've created it all on Friday and now I need to put it all together, write it up and it will be out there this week at some point. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy it that way too. Yes. And thank you everybody. Yes. Thank you very much. So uh, we mentioned before, we love hearing from you many ways. One could be through connections through the newsletter, through the Patreon page, but also on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy at our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. I know it is a great group and I love that more and more of you are sharing your favorite things of the week. That's awesome. We all want to celebrate together. So please uh, join that Facebook group and share with us what some great, wonderful things that are going on for you. They could be with Disney related to Disney and the parks, but it doesn't have to. We doesn't. just want to celebrate the joy. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. It could be something personal. Uh, it could be just some pictures of you and your family. Anything you want to share on there, as long as it's good, positive, fun, Disney energy or just just family-friendly energy. Mm -hmm. um, it's all welcome there on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. That's right. 
Uh, we are also on YouTube. You can find us there by doing a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Just hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. We sure love hearing from you, and we want to invite you to, you know, connect with us, like Tom said, that way or through other social media sites, etc. And we want to be here to answer your questions or provide information that you'd like to hear. Yes, and we have something coming up. Uh, in this episode, that's going to be very Hyperion Adventurer input yeah. heavy <laughs> that we are going to be reaching out through all these different avenues that we just talked through. Um, and we'll be letting you know more about what that is uh, coming up here later in the episode and in the weeks to come as right. well. So we'll get to that a little later. Uh, if you want to support this show, you know, give us a little help out. If you feel like you get some sort of value out of the show and you want to kind of you know, pay it back a little bit. Well, there's a couple ways to do this and you can get some great swag out of it as well. Right. Uh, one is going through our Spreadshirt shop. Uh, just go to Spreadshirt.com. Uh, just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And what will come up is our page with our various different logos on all sorts of different gear, including, yes, shirts, hats, but also like coffee mugs, water bottles, all sorts of stuff. Um, part of that goes to us personally if you purchase those and then you get to wear some of this cool stuff. Right. Help support the show because it isn't free. Um, and we just really appreciate those of you who have already purchased some mm-hmm. some swag. Yeah. Come on, go over there and check it out. Also, if you go to our Linktree account, uh, which we have posted on all our social media channels, um, it's right there too. If you want to just link over that way, it's a really easy way to do it. Uh, another great way to help support the show is through our Patreon page. If you go to patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures podcast, we have tiers starting as low as $2 per month. And you can help support the show in that way. That way you get swag as well and some other little cool perks that come along with it. And Michelle is planning out some shows that are going to involve many of our Patreon members as well. Right, You'll actually get to participate in shows. So we're looking forward to having uh, your involvement with that. And we appreciate you so much for those of you who have already uh, signed up as Patreons and we would love to have more. Yeah, of course we would. (laughs) I'd just like to have more involved in in everything that we do. And uh, so, yeah, come on out and uh, and join in on the fun for sure. So uh, speaking of fun, we're going to get to this week's show. But before we do that, every single week, we kind of like to look back at the week that was and pick out the positives out of the week that was. You know, sometimes it can seem a little dull. Sometimes it can seem a little tough out there. We can all hit through some rough spots during the week. But we also believe that there are many, many bright spots that should be showcased every single week. So we like to do our my favorite thing from this week and kind of showcase what those good, positive, fun things that we really enjoyed from the week were. And when we do that, well, we always start with Michelle. One, because she's wonderful, awesome, all things good. Mm-hmm. She does the best research, as you'll hear today. She has the best lists, as you've heard in the past. And she definitely has the best tips. But she usually always has the best favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what is your favorite thing from this week? Um, and interestingly, it's, it's a little tougher because I actually have a couple things. But I will select one to highlight. And that is um, during the week, I kind of just 
picked a Disney reservation, Disneyland reservation uh, for an upcoming date. And it was just kind of a random thing like, ah, we probably aren't going to go then. But let me just put a, a reservation there because it was available. And maybe Especially we, on a weekend, it could be a little tough to come by sometimes. Right. Yeah. And to see if we do decide we want to do that. And so it was just so random and just, you know, I don't think we had really even talked about it. And then later on, we found out some dear friends of ours are going to be coming into town that time frame. So it's going to work out that we will go and uh, we had we wouldn't have been able to get the reservation secured by the time we found out they're coming in town so it was a lucky break yeah and we're just thrilled to be able to uh, meet up again and have some fun at Disneyland and all very unexpectedly all the way around yeah just a little wonderful piece of serendipity that, yes. that kind of worked out in that way and uh, yeah that's just going to be next Saturday and right. that's actually well I'll talk about it later but that mm -hmm. is a portion of what next episode is going to be about but we'll get to that at the end of this show so yeah. very nice that's a great favorite thank thing you thank you I like you. that as well and I know you have one and some from our Facebook group yes we do uh, my favorite thing from this week well I've got a couple things one again the book of Boba Fett this week was awesome I, knew you were gonna, uh, I was figuring you'd say that one yeah. I'm not going to get too much into it because one I don't want to spoil anything in case you haven't seen it yet but also um, we talked about it last week and I just can't have, keep having that be my favorite thing from every single week <laughs> Oh, um, it was pretty darn good. It was pretty good. Um, my favorite thing from this week more was that we actually just got back. I mean, like literally like 20 minutes ago, we got back from visiting with um, our family right. up in the mountains and getting together for what we called Christmas 2.0 <laughs> because we were out of town. Remember, we were on that uh, Disney cruise right. over the holidays, over Christmas. So we didn't get to spend it with our family. Uh, so we all got together to kind of do the second Christmas. Right. So we got it. It was really kind of a short trip. We went up to this uh, place we uh, often visit up in Lake Arrowhead, uh, down here in Southern California, up in the mountains. And um, just went up there and just had a good time connecting again opening some presents and just being with family. Right. No, it, it was definitely a high point for sure. And, you know, it's always great to be with family. It was unfortunately really short. We wish it could have been longer, but uh, we packed a lot of fun into a little bit of time for sure. And all great people and positive. And you've heard all of them at some point on this show. <laughs> yeah, and you'll be hearing many of them uh, on coming on future episodes right. of the show as well. We'll be talking about that at some point too. Uh, so that was my favorite thing from this week. Uh, we did also, as Michelle already mentioned, get, get some favorite things from some of our Hyperion adventurers. Right. And so I'm going to go through a couple of those. Uh, this one's from Tony, Tony the Disney dad, you may yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, he wrote to us and said, uh, Tom and Michelle, I have an item for the awesome, your favorite thing from this week segment. After a long, long time, I've started planning a boys weekend with Stitch and Sparrow. You may remember Stitch and Sparrow and right. Tony. They have been on this show before. Yes. If, you've gone, if you haven't listened to that, go back. Uh, gosh, it's probably about a year and a half uh, now since yeah. we had them on, but it was a fun episode. Anyway, uh, to finally go to Galaxy's Edge in Walt Disney World for early March. Oh, I wish we were going to be out there. I know. Ooh, it's too bad. Uh, uh, this will be a Hollywood Studios only weekend to really enjoy it. I'm going to listen to your Galaxy's Edge recap show. Any quick tips, hidden gems, etc. for me? I hear Michelle always has the best <laughs> tips. That's very true, Tony. Um, we do have some tips. So first of all, we'll start with Michelle since she has the best tips. And see if she has any for about Galaxy's Edge for them. 
Um, wow, there's just so many. Um, I, I think my brain tends to go around food, especially this time of when we're recording. For some reason, we always thinking of food. But um, I would say, you know, explore what they have there for uh, through the mobile ordering. It is awesome food. It's fun. And uh, you'll definitely enjoy it. And what's great is they have breakfast, too. Yeah. Uh, so. Ronto wraps for breakfast, Ronto wraps for lunch, <laughs> Ronto wraps for dinner. Now, I mean, you don't Not really that. need to do that, but definitely do at least a couple of those. Yeah. Um, but actually don't sell short docking bay seven food right. cargo as well. They mm-hmm. have some pretty good food there too. Right. Exactly. So, so that's a quick tip. I'm sure Yeah. there's many more we could go through. I got, I got a couple that I'm okay. going to do. One, um, I'm assuming that you guys haven't been, I, I think Tony may have, but I, I don't know if the boys have been to Galaxy's Edge yet, but if they haven't been, um, you're going to want to get Rise of the Resistance. Yes. And, you know, even if that means, if you don't want to wait in the line for what could be over an hour, hour and a half, you know, there are some times better in the day mm-hmm. where you might be able to get in there. Um, you may want to consider doing the individual a la carte lightning lane purchase right. to be sure you get that attraction because it's really worth it. That may be the one attraction where I feel like is worth the cost of doing that, especially if you've never done it True. before and you don't know when you're going to get the chance to do it again. Um, so think about that. Look at the look at the wait times. I would say go on the app, check the wait times and see what they've been like as you lead up to that and then decide what's best for you if you want to spend that money to do that. But right. um, that might be it. That's not it, it's a not a misattraction for Star Wars fans for sure. Right, right. Um, for Smuggler's Run, if you haven't done that yet, wait it out to become pilots for Let the Boys Be Pilots yes. because that's really the best experience on there. Um, so even if you have to ask, they can't promise you that they'll do it for you. But if you ask the, the cast member there and say, you know, we'd like them to be the pilots, um, try right. and wait it out so you have the opportunity to do that at some point. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I, and I was going to add to that, too, is is just... Um, Be in the moment and really enjoy that queue because Mm -hmm. there are so many amazing Easter eggs and just fun things to enjoy as you're going along. Um, And I know that when we do do that ride with friends or family, we're just enjoying that the whole experience, even though it may seem like a long time to be in line. It's still enjoyable because we're together with people we want to be enjoying that special moment with and you see so many great things there right and i'd also suggest the play disney app uh for galaxy's edge um it can eat your battery life up so if you can have a backup battery to go with it but there are one i mean even just in the queues there's lots of fun little games to play within the queues themselves that go along with the attraction you're visiting but just walking through the landing and yes you're going to want to explore it and first, you're just going to take it all in. Mm-hmm. But later on, you may want to check it out. And there's all sorts of little fun things that you can activate and, um, you know, just games to play and just kind of have a good time exploring the land right. and enjoying Galaxy's Edge. So those would be my tips. Yeah. Anyway, so. You had the best tips this time. Eh, well, uh-huh. I, love, I love Galaxy's Edge. So maybe that's <laughs> why. So. so anyway, um, guys, have a great yes. time. We're jealous we can't be there with you. We'd love to. But hopefully sometime in the future, we'll get to connect with you guys in the park right but we do want to live vicariously through you mm-hmm. so please do share you know all the fun that you're having and uh we'll we'll be celebrating with you for you 
for sure. And Tony, say hi to Sparrow and Stitch for us. We yes. haven't talked to them in a long time. They're great kids. I know. So awesome. uh, we got one more. This one was from Camille, Jonathan, and Lorelai. They said, our favorite thing from this week was moving to a new house. Wow. Lorelai yeah. came up with the idea of saying, hola, casita. <laughs> Love that. I know. And we thought it was such a great idea, especially since Encanto, the Encanto soundtrack has been on a constant loop in our house for weeks. Same <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. In our heads. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Uh, the reason we moved is so Lorelai can be in an inclusive school district where she starts kindergarten in this fall. So it's an extra exciting opportunity for our family and will definitely be one of our favorite things of the year, not just this week. We saw the little video of of Lorelai saying, hola, casita. Right. And it was adorable. She's so adorable. It's so great. She <laughs> yes. always brightens up our, yes. our our timeline every time we see her on there. So that's awesome. And yeah. glad you found a, a wonderful new home. Yes, and congratulations. Congratulations. It's always, you know, it's a it's a big life event and we're just so happy for you that it's um, coming together and we hope for a very smooth, uh, you know, unpacking, et cetera, mm-hmm. experience for you all. I think we maybe get to learn a little bit more about that home next week at some point. Hopefully. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to do that. So. so let's go ahead and get to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including there are some new ways coming to actively get your day started at the Disneyland Resort. We'll tell you all about that. If you've been anticipating your chance to sail on one of the first few cruises aboard the Disney Wish, well, (laughs) looks like you may have to wait just a little bit longer. We'll talk a little bit about that. And a very popular Star Wars character who has a series coming to Disney+. Plus. We have uh, not a date, but a month of when we're going to get to experience that series. We'll tell you a little bit about that as well. But enough about all that. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. main topic you know there's been a lot of changes that have happened over the last couple years especially since the pandemic struck as far as what is involved in disney tickets disney passes etc we thought you know maybe there's some people out there that haven't been since this has all happened maybe you know they are looking forward to their chance to get to the parks here soon and it may be time for a refresher on what it all takes involved with the tickets, with passes, with going to Disneyland or the Walt Disney World Resorts. Right. Um, yeah, you captured the essence perfectly, sweetie. Um, really, you know, friends or family, that's one of the things they ask over and over when they're talking about either getting ready to or, or having plans to go to one of the parks or to the resorts is, you know, give me some advice. What do I need to do? You know, tell me about the tickets and what's this about a reservation? And, you know, you could just tell that, um, there is a lot of changes. And if you haven't been keeping up with it, uh, understandably, so it might all seem overwhelming. Right. So, so Michelle here just done some wonderful research (laughs) as she always does. And she's going to walk us through a little bit of what's going on, how, what the ticket structure is now, the reservation structure and some other things that are important to know about, uh, you gaining entry into the happiest place on earth or the most magical place on earth. Um, just to kind of help you out and, you know, have you ready and prepared. And of course, 
we're always happy to answer questions. If we don't cover everything, if there's something that comes up, we're always willing to hear from you. But I'm sure Michelle will cover most everything here because <laughs> she does the best research. So Michelle, <laughs> give the people our Disney Parks Tickets 101 episode information. <laughs> well, and, and hopefully even those of you who have returned to the parks at some point, that there might be some new things that we're sharing with you now or maybe clarifying some things, hopefully, um, so ho that this episode can be, you know, beneficial for everybody, no matter what level of experience you have with returning back to the park. So. Right. And just remember, we are recording this episode on Sunday, February 6th, <laughs> 2022. We don't necessarily know when you'll listen to this episode, so things could have changed. But as of today, this is how things stand. Right. Exactly. Thank you for that. That's very important. So um, just to start off with is park reservations. And I do think most people do understand now that in order to gain entry, it's not just having the ticket, but you actually reserve the, the dates that you want to attend. And you can easily start that by looking at the availability calendar. And that is whether you're talking Disney World or Disneyland Resort. Um, and the other thing that I hear a lot of people ask is about how, you know, like, do they just need one park reservation? And it's like, well, Yes, if you're just going to one park or, you know, one day. So like if you're going multiple days, you need reservations each day and for each person that's going. And then the other thing that happened uh, with the change in since the pandemic is the park hopping. And um, we, we've had the ability to in the past to buy park hoppers or not buy park hopping hoppers. But the structures changed slightly in that... Um, one, you can go, you can purchase the park hopper, but you always have to start in the park where you have your reservation. So it doesn't matter what time of day you do that, but you need to first go to that first park. But then in the afternoon, you can go to any of the other parks as long as they haven't met capacity. Right. I believe it's one o'clock at Disneyland and right. Disney California Adventure Park and two o'clock at the Walt Disney World Resort Parks, correct? Perfect. You yes. got it absolutely correct. So um, that, you know, I don't think that's a difficult uh, thing, but I do, again, um, that is something I've had people ask me about, like, right. do I need it or do I need all And you don't need to make a park reservation for the second park you would go to. You don't, it, all you need to know is if it's at capacity or not. And it's very rare that any of these parks reach capacity where you can't park hop over to them in the afternoon. Um, so, but you can pick and choose. You don't need to pick if you're at the Walt Disney World Resort ahead of time, like, you know, I'm going to go to Magic Kingdom in the morning and then I'm going to Animal Kingdom later in the right. day. Um, you can go to Magic Kingdom and decide, you know, I'm not feeling Animal Kingdom today. I'm going to go to Epcot or right. whatever you right. want. You can park hop to whichever park you want as long as there is still capacity available, right. which almost always is the case. Right. Yeah. I think the only times that it gets tight is holiday peak season mm -hmm. time. So, um, and, and just in terms of tickets, there really hasn't been a huge change in the fact that of like how you can acquire tickets, right? You can go on site, you know, you can purchase through some other like AAA. Some people get their tickets through that or Costco or, you know, other types of vendors. Um, and, and, we do recommend you look for discounts for sure. You know, a lot of times there's regional discounts based on where you live. Um, 
But one thing that I would point out that I think is substantially different really relates to Disneyland. And that, I mean, at first when they reopened, they had a tier system and they sort of still have that. But, but the main thing you need to look at when you're checking out the availability calendar is the cost of the day. And so um, on weekends, the cost is more expensive than some weekdays. Some weekdays may also be high. It's all depending on what time of year it is and how busy they're already anticipating that to be. But the reason this plays an important role, you wouldn't believe it, is, and we were looking at it together mm -hmm. um, and, and kind of like if you're not careful, you could make a costly error. So for example, in California, they do have um, where you could get a two or three, et cetera, a day um, pass. And let's say you're just going to one park, not even a park hopper pass. If you are going on days that are low volume, the single days may actually save you money. So for example, we, we just randomly looked at the dates for this coming week in February and midweek dates were less than the weekend. So let's say you want to go two days. Back to back. Back to back, you know, or within, yeah, within that same week, but not on the weekend. So you could save money actually by bu buying two single day tickets versus the two day pass. Right. But that's not on every day. That is like right. certain days, like and don't even bother to look at it if you're not going on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. If you're going like on the weekend, the two-day ticket is going to be less expensive. Right. But if, if there's a Tuesday or when, if you're like saying you're, you're coming into town and you're going on a Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday for those two days that you're going to the parks, it's worth it to check out the calendar and see the price because we were seeing prices where they were like for those couple of the days that were coming up in the next week or so. Mm -hmm. Um, for the Tuesday, Wednesday, is $104 per ticket for the single park, single day ticket. And if you were to buy the two day ticket, so that would be $208. Right. If you were to buy the two day ticket, it's a flat rate. It doesn't change on you on depending on any of the dates you go on. Right. But it was $250. 255 yeah. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're saving almost $50 there just by, you know, going for the single day tickets instead right. of the two day. Right. So, you know, and like Tom mentioned, if you're going on the weekend, then the, the, the two day pass is definitely going to save you money or the three or four, whatever your duration is. So, um, you know, that's just one of the things to look at with Disneyland because they do have um, day specific prices for single days. Yeah. Like everything else, do a little research. Just, you know, all you got to do is click on their calendar. They'll post the, the price there for the single day tickets every day. And you can quickly do the math and figure out what's the best way to go for you. Right. So, you know, and lesson learned too, if you're uh, somebody who's only done Walt Disney World, you might not have thought to do that. And you might automatically think for any time frame going multiple days is going to save you money. And the vast majority of time that is true at Disneyland, but not a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. So we just want you to be kind of in the know about that. Absolutely. Um, the other thing that that's fun, especially uh, with Walt Disney World, is that you do have options of your ticket format. Um, but the one most important thing is to always link your tickets to your app, and that's going to be your easiest thing to handle for everything. But um, they do have uh, three different ways 
that you can actually have a, a your ticket to go in. And the first one is um, the card. And you can get that from Guest Relations. And right now, during the 50th anniversary, they really are adorable. And they, you know, you'll get one with a, a one of the Fab 50 characters on it. So it can be a nice keepsake, you know. So there's a benefit to, you know, kind of having that, that card. Uh, obviously, Magic Bands, which have been used for years now. And they will be coming to Disneyland, as we know. They're not there yet. The Magic Band Plus is coming to Disneyland. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Um, and then lastly, though, is what's called Magic Mobile. And that is, you know, kind of making your um, your iPhone or your Apple Watch or Google Pay uh, Android phone be like a Magic Band. So it can actually have that information that you can use that device to get into the parks. Um, and you can actually, if you put it in the express mode, you don't need to unlock your phone. Um, so it's just a really great convenience to have that. Now I will say I have heard from some people that sometimes it doesn't work as quickly or as well as you'd like. Um, but don't worry, you, there, you can always you'll be able to get in if you yeah, have a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we're all using our phones more for things. I've been unlocking hotel rooms now with the phone regularly. Right. I don't even bother to stop by the front desk sometimes to get a key. I just go up there and just unlock the, the door with my phone. Right. You know, and, yeah, exactly. And we're paying for things with our phones out there, you right. know, when you're going to get coffee or whatever. And so it's, it's just another way to be convenient, a, con a convenience from not having to carry anything extra on you. You're already carrying your phone anyway. Um, why not use it to help you get into the parks? Right, exactly. So, um, you know, that's kind of neat that you do have some options there of, of, you know, you can use all of them or one of them or whatever. Um, so the next thing that uh, I, I personally found this part interesting was the add-ons at Walt Disney World that you can do with the tickets. Um, well, one, for a price. For a price, yes. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not going to give any commentary here of what I think you should do or not do, but just to, to kind of help understand it, because I'll be honest, when I first was researching these add-ons, I, I was confused myself yeah. and I had to research. Right. More. And, uh, obviously it's also as far as suggesting what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Everything is relative. Like we've right. talked about it many times. What is valuable to you? What do you want to spend your money on? What's what you want to spend your money on might be completely different than what we want to spend our money on. But if it brings value to you, then it's valuable. It's right. worthy. It's right. good. It, that's fine. It, I'm not going to judge on how anybody spends their money. Right. Exactly. So the one common one that we all know about is park hopper, you know, and as Tom mentioned, it's what's of value to you. Do you, you know, are you interested in doing multiple parks in a day? You know, and we've shared even at a Disneyland because of the proximity and the ease to go back and forth, there is a lot of benefit to that. But you also have, you know, weigh out the cost. And, you know, if you are going to be doing multiple days at Disneyland, just like at Walt Disney World, it might not be as, um, as valuable to you and just immerse yourself in one park on each day. Mm -hmm. But it's available if, you know, if you're, if you're not going to be there as long and you want to visit multiple areas, let's say you, you want to go to one park to go to certain attractions and another one to enjoy a, 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 a restaurant experience, you know, 
park hoppers can then really be valuable to you. Right. Or, or if there's a festival going on, like right now there's the Lunar New Year, you right. know, going on a, a California adventure. adventure. Maybe mm-hmm. you want to pop over and try some of the food booths or whatever, you know, that if that is to value to you, fine, yeah. you know, do it. Right. Now here are the uh, other ones that they have at Walt Disney World. Um, so one is called the Water Park and Sports Option. And what this does, and, and this will sound reedy because I am going to read it to give it accurate, but I'll t- discuss it a little bit too. So um, you get, you visit one theme park per day, plus based on the number of days you purchase a water park uh, or other Walt Disney World, um, you know, sport type fun. And so when I first read this, I was like, oh, I, I don't get it. Okay, so I'm going to go to a, uh, one of the parks. And then instead of park hopping to another resort, I'm going to go to a water park or one of the sports things. And it isn't that. What it is, is let's say you have two days, a two-day uh, park pass and the two-day water park and sports option added to that. Well, you can do those water parks and sport options on other days. You don't have to do them on the same days that you do the park. So if you had two days and both of those um, in the options with it, in essence, you'd have, you could have four days of activities mm-hmm. to participate in. And so that, it, you know, it, because they group it with a park hopper, I think was what made my mind think, oh, wait, I'm supposed to do that on the same day as I'm doing a park and I might not want to do that. Right. And there's not just necessarily a water park that you have to do both the days. You can do like a miniature golf right. or, or something. That is what the other um, entry you get for that price right, as well. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So um, just know that, that that's addition. You can do it on the same day, but you don't have to. You can do it on other days. Now, the other one, the other add-on is called the Park Hopper Plus option. And so that is kind of putting the two of them, the Park Hopper and the Water Park and Sports options all together. So meaning if you have, a, let's use the example again of a two-day pass with Park Hopper Plus option, then you can go two days to park multiple parks. You can hop. And you have two days to do the other water park or uh, Walt Disney, what they call Walt Disney fun. You know, as you said, the, you know, things like miniature golf and et cetera. So it's kind of interesting that they have that, you know, and, uh, you know, and that may be something that you might find worthwhile that you might say, okay, we don't necessarily want to go to a park every day of our vacation if we're going to be there for a while, but we do want to have something to do on each day. And that's certainly some options that you could put on to yeah. your and you can, Again, you can find out, figure out what's valuable to you. Is water park time valuable to you? Is, right. you know, around a miniature golf, something you might want to do and then head back to the pool by your, at your resort. Right. Whatever. Right. Exactly. So that's kind of, you know, a a synopsis of what some of these changes that have been added and and hopefully give some clarity um, to, you know, what you have available because we just want you to have the best time. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing that has more recently been made available is called Genie. Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. And those are all very distinctive thing features that you can uh, participate in. But the first one is free. 
it's Jeannie. And that is kind of like giving you, like the, it said, Jeannie, he's, he's going to help guide you to have the, the most optimal day without adding any money towards anything. The theoretically, right. <laughs> Theor- definitely theoretically. Right. You know, and, and so what you get to do uh, on the app is you get to pick, you know, what are the attractions that are most important for you that you really don't want to miss, you know, and what food do you really want to make sure what, you know, restaurants and, you know, especially with the mobile ordering that you really want to make sure that you're able to enjoy and using very sophisticated algorithms, it will give you kind of like a plan for the day, kind of like what they have with the uh, update boards that, you know, we used to rely on before. Um, And so that's something that can also be updated throughout the day. So Jeannie will let you know, let's say that it was saying to you, oh, um, go to Star Tours, you know, later in the afternoon. But if it notices that the line is really short, suddenly it can update you to say, hey, you might want to go now Mm -hmm. that the lines are much more reasonable right now. And this would be a way to, you know, expedite getting onto that attraction. Right. And, you know, for people, especially if you don't go often to the parks, I mean, everybody has their own plan when you go a lot. You kind of know the parks. You kind of have a way that you like to hit the parks. Right. So maybe Genie doesn't work for you because it's going to tell you, you know, some different things. But if you're not as experienced, it might help you a little bit more in kind of how to, you know, tra- traverse these parks and how to get the most out of your time. Right. Well, and, and the, you know, considering, you know, the fast passes as we knew them before the pandemic are, are not in existence. There's something similar we'll talk about in a, in a second. But if you don't want to, you know, pay for that upgrade, at least it gives you some target times to really help guide you through your day. Exactly. You so. know, and again, it's it's theoretical. Um, he, he'll make some just suggest some things based on your what you put in there that maybe you really don't have any interest in. But it, you know, it still might also put some things out there that you didn't think of or let you know of some details that you may have missed if you were in a different part of the park, but you really want to get to this attraction or get to order this food or to see this show or right. whatever that you may have missed because you were in a totally different part of the park. Right. I mean, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, we talk about a lot is how do you involve your family? And, you know, this this is a great way when you're planning a trip to get your kids involved also to be able to, you know, give them an opportunity to have a say, or what are some of the things they want to make sure that they're not going to miss. And it, and again, it kind of just helps give you some guidance. Um, it can, it can only help, right? I mean, it's, it's a tool that that's available to you. Now the, the next, and you don't have to listen to it. If you don't like what it says, just ignore it. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to just because it tells you you should do this next, and you're like, I don't want to ride the carousel next. You know, right. don't go to the carousel. You don't right. have yeah. to do it. Yeah. So the next portion of Genie offerings is the Genie Plus, and that does have a fee. Uh, it, it varies a little bit between Walt Disney World and Disneyland. I, I don't want to go into a lot of the details because it's it's more something that you would be researching as you're planning your trip. But what it does is help expedite going to, you know, some of the majority of the attractions, not the the very, very 
unique special ones, which we'll talk about in a second. But for most of the attractions, um, it, it kind of worked like a fast pass, yeah. you know, I, for people who used um, the max pass max. Thank you. Max pass at Disneyland. It's very much like that. So you can pay for it that day per person. And then what you do is you kind of like reserve the next available time at most of the attractions. Yeah. So you'll go on there and you'll look at the what's available to you. So, and, and by the way, it's $15 per guest per day at the Walt Disney World Resort. And it's $20 per guest per day at the Disneyland Resort. Anyway, you'll go on there and you can search for what attractions are available in there. And they'll give you some time windows that you can hit. And if there's something that works for you, you can use that time window to book a lightning lane for one of those attractions. Then you go up and whenever your window is open, just like a fast pass used to be, you would go in, scan in and go in. And then as soon as you get in the queue there, you can start looking for the next attraction that you want to do it for. And that continues all day. And if you book an attraction that is like, it's a really popular attraction, but you, so you can't get on it for several hours. You can still book that window. You just can't book another lightning lane for, I believe it's two hours until mm-hmm. you get the access to be able to book another lightning lane access. Right. So, it, you know, it does kind of replace what was available to fast passes only. Like as Tom mentioned, you're really having for the most part only one active at a time and that you're doing it that day. You're not doing it days in advance. Um, the difference between the two different parks, uh, Disney World and Disneyland, is um, what other features they have. So, for example, Disneyland does provide the photo pass uh, to go along with that, whereas that's not at Walt Disney World. That's a different add-on. Right. So it may be worth it to you even just to have one person. I mean, you can't, it won't help you get in the attractions necessarily, but you can weigh out the difference of buying PhotoPass for a day right. versus some one person getting the Genie Plus for the day and decide what's better for you if you want to take a lot. If you think you're going to want to take a lot of pictures with some of the PhotoPass photographers that day. Right. Very well said. Thank you. And the last part of Genie has the option called the Lightning Lane. And you don't have to purchase Genie Plus. I keep wanting to say Disney Plus. You don't have to purchase Genie Plus to participate with purchase of the Genie Lightning Lane. Now, this is for those very special, highly sought out uh, attractions. There's usually about two in each park um, that fall under that category. And that is you're paying a single price for a single Lightning Lane pass for that, uh, that specific attraction. Yeah, so it, it'll vary on price depending on how popular that attraction is, how busy the park is, whatever. Um, and so, you know, it could be $7 per person to go in there, you know, for the day. Right. It could be up to $15. Um, we've even seen for Disneyland for Rise of the Resistance at $20 uh, for Rise of the right. Resistance at Disneyland. Um, so just know that going in that you're going to have to pay that, but you're going to go we did this because we had family members that had never ridden Rise of the Resistance right. before. Uh, they saw the wait time for it, and they're like, you know what? We really want to make sure we do this attraction. So we all went ahead and did it, and we were like, boom, in, right in, right. looking at Ray and looking at BB-8 in like no time. Right. I mean, it, it was really, really was fast. lightning lane. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if that's a value to you, 
that's a great way to go. Now, I know it's uh, the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, we've seen that sometimes, especially for Rise of the Resistance, those can sell out early. Right. So if you really, really want to do it, you might want to jump on that first thing. Right, exactly. And so um, that kind of leads into the fact that if you are staying at a Disney Resort hotel, you can make that Lightning Lane purchase starting at 7 a.m. on that day. But if you're not staying at a Disney resort for Walt Disney World, then you wouldn't be able to make that advanced lightning link purchase until the gates open. So um, that's like you're saying with, you know, some of the really newer, most sought out attractions like Rise of the Resistance, you do have the the risk of even if you wanted to purchase a lightning lane reservation that you might not get it that day. Right. So. And at Disneyland, it's it's everybody. It doesn't matter if you're staying on a Disney resort or off property. Uh, you still won't be able to access the, either the, the uh, a la carte lightning lane uh, until you actually go into the resort. You know, so right. it doesn't matter. It's not a 7 a.m. thing. It's whenever you actually get into the park. Right. Um, it, one more thing I want to yes. mention about uh, is a ticket thing for a Genie Plus. And I don't know if you're going to get to this, but so I apologize if I cut this mm-hmm. off. But... Um, when you buy your tickets, you have the opportunity, if you want to, to have Genie Plus added on to your tickets ahead of time. Right. So um, you can do this. That If you think you're going to use it every single day, you go into the parks and all the parks, that's great. Just get it ahead of time. Have it on your tickets and you're ready to go, you know, that day. Now, if you think you there may be days in parks that you visit that you may not use it, Maybe you don't want to buy it ahead of time because, again, why spend that money if you don't think you're going to use it in certain parks? You can still get there and purchase it that day individually. It doesn't change the price of it. It's just a little bit less convenient because it's not already added on to you. But it may save you money if you ended up seeing that it's not as busy and you want to go to Animal Kingdom. You're like, I don't really need light. I don't need Genie Plus for Animal Kingdom. I can just walk around and enjoy it. I'm going to Epcot. I'm just going to really enjoy the festivals. I don't really need genie plus for epcot so rather than you know paying that money that you may not want to use for every single time sometimes it might be worth it to you to just wait it out and just buy it on an a la carte day by day basis as you feel you might need it right and you know it's so easy and quick on the app so it's not like if you didn't purchase it in advance it's going to take you a while to do it you can just do it on the app it's instantaneous and again as michelle said if you want to do any of these a la carte attractions like rise of the resistance and use lightning lane you don't need genie plus for that right you can just pay for that as long as it's available and also we are mentioning how sometimes they the the time slots will go away early mm-hmm. sometimes they'll also offer um some t- if you keep an eye on it sometimes they come back out like right. they'll dump a few more times out there if if you missed out that's unfortunate but you were looking to buy into it, just keep an eye on it. Right. it may, there may be some that pop out later in the day, especially if the attraction is working really well and they're getting a lot of uh, groups of people on right. there. You know? Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. So anyways, I think that's kind of our you know, synopsis of the uh, things that you need to think about when returning to the park since uh, COVID happened here. It, there are some differences. Some are really great differences. I think some of the services and add-ons that are available now are awesome. Um, you know, you notice we didn't really talk anything about annual passes, and that's mainly because most annual passes are not 
being sold right now. Uh, there are they are being renewed, but there's very few being sold. Uh, but I also wanted to really emphasize one of the things that was we mentioned in that there are some offerings for residents a lot of times, whether we're talking Florida residents, uh, Southern Cal residents, and even some of our international residents having, you know, whether you're talking Canada or the UK, it really is worth your while to check what's going on because they have different specials running sometimes uh, that that we don't have access mm -hmm. to. So for example, the UK right now has what's called the ultimate ticket um, and that's UK exclusively uh, that they offer some really great discounts um, for entry into all four theme parks and the water parks and have the park hopper option and memory ma maker element already built into it. So, um, you know, definitely research that for the, our Canadian listeners right now. They have offerings for room discounts, um, but those change all the time and it's worth if you're planning a trip to see what they have specifically to your location. Yes. Always do your research, uh, you know, just do a little studying. If you have any questions, if, if we can't answer it, we are happy to try and answer them for you. So hit us up on social media or the Gmail account or whatever. But if all this still seems very confusing for you, another great way to approach this is find a certified Disney travel agent out there because they can go through all this. They know where the discounts lie. They know how to find the right. best stuff for you. And you don't pay them any anything extra. They get paid by Disney to do these things for you. That's how they get their commission. They don't take it from you. Disney gets gives it to them. That's how they get their money. And a lot of times they can help you walk through all this stuff, find the discounts you need, help you make reservations, help you decide maybe if Genie Plus is worth it to right. you. If you want to do a park hop or whatever, that's what they're there for. So take advantage of that. There's many, many great ones, including many of our friends who are really, really great Disney travel agents. Very well said. Bravo, sweetie. Thank you. No, bravo by you. Always <laughs> Michelle's research. I think you'd agree. Always the best research. Well, hopefully it, it, you know, shed some light on some things for everybody, whether you're a seasoned traveler or, you know, and, and hadn't thought about doing some of the add-ons or if you're planning a trip, it, I know it still sounds overwhelming. You can re-listen to this or, or as Tom said, reach out to us as well or ultimately get a travel agent right. if you for sure. Would like to do that too. Very good. So good job, Michelle. Oh, that is our Disney Parks Tickets 101. Again, great job, Michelle. Oh, really, really you. well done. Uh, before we get to our Disney Stories of the Week, we promised another thing that we have upcoming here mm -hmm. in the near future. And we wanted to kind of go over a little bit of that, what's happening. Because, you know, it's February right now. And there's a month that comes after February March? that is quite a lot of madness, madness. taking involved in that. <laughs> and we haven't done anything about like this you know, since we started, now we're in kind of the fourth year of our show. We're, we're approaching our fourth anniversary of right. this show. 
And we thought, you know, maybe it might be time to kind of join in the madness. <laughs> so Michelle is coming up with something that we think was going to be a lot of fun for you all to take part of. Michelle, tell them what it is. All right. Well, thank you, honey. So we are going to participate in March Madness by creating our own bracket, our own Hyperion Adventures Disney bracket for March Madness 2022. And what this will consist of, since we love Disney music and we feature that on a lot of our episodes it will all be on disney film songs and uh there'll be a little bit of a you know animation versus live action kind of thing going on so we're very excited about that we're going to have uh prizes for people who get the most correct and for the people who get the the final two correct and the final one so it's going to be a lot of fun that we will be covering throughout our future uh, episodes as we roll this out. And the decision on how the, what are correct is going to be based on listener input, right? Like their correct. brackets, like the, the ones that get the most votes. Right. We'll move, we'll move on, on to the next round, right. Right? right? right. So you have to do your complete bracket though first, because that's how we're going to come up with what is moving on by the, the most people's votes. Um, but then, like I said, at the end, we'll take a look back at those brackets and see who had the most correct that made it through and who had the most, who were accurate at picking the final. Right. And we'll kind of go through it round by round yeah. on uh, various weeks as we go through the month of March and just kind of another extra thing to make our shows even longer because <laughs> we apparently don't go long enough yet. Um, so, I, but I just think it's going to be a lot of fun for everybody. Yeah. And we love the participation our listeners give all ready for things. So we hope you find this enjoyable. Uh, like I said, we, we really do try to feature a lot of Disney films and music from films anyway. So it just seemed to hit our wheelhouse. Yeah. So that'll be coming very, very soon. Uh, Michelle is still uh, putting the it's fine touches on it. We've been, we were on our drive up to the mountains and back, we were listening to Disney tunes and I think Michelle found a couple new ones that she's going to add yeah. to the list as well. And so it's, it's still a work in progress, but it's almost there and ready to be released on the wild. Yes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's madness. Um, I would say it's about 95% done. Who knows? We might be able to get it out to our uh, newsletter subscribers. All right. Well, we'll week. see. No promises, but it's a possibility. Right. But it's it is definitely coming very, very soon. So I'm um, looking forward to that. Michelle yes. does great research. We all love Disney music, <laughs> and this should be a lot of fun. It definitely helps. hope so. I think so. I think so, that's for sure. So let's go ahead and get to the Disney stories of the week. Uh, we have some cool ones this week and some that are a little, ooh, that's a shame. But uh, we'll start with there are some new ways coming to actively get your day started at the Disneyland Resort. Mm -hmm. uh, this from the Disney Parks blog. They said, here's an energetic, fantastic new way to kick off your stay at the Disneyland Resort. Tanea Stone Spa at Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa is introducing an exhilarating new menu of group fitness activities for guests staying at any of the hotels of the Disneyland Resort. So that's, of course, the Grand Californian, that's the Disneyland Hotel, and the Paradise, Paradise Pier, Pier mm -hmm. Resort as well. So um, and the, a lot of these are actually really cool. I, 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 was, I have some interest in several of these. Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. it would be a lot of fun yeah. if we were ever staying out there. So... Uh, they went on to say many of these fitness classes take place in one-of-a-kind settings you won't find anywhere else in the world, such as the beautiful outdoors of Disney California Adventure Park before it opens for guests, illustrating a distinctively Disney experience. Here are a few of the highlights 
of more than a dozen fitness classes, 30 to 45 minutes in length, offered through the Tanea Stone Spa and the Fitness Center at Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa, which are tailored to a variety of skill levels. So here we go. Right. We'll start with... Aqua yoga, <laughs> which I'm not sure about for me. This this might be an interest of Michelle. Yes. Eh, me, I'm not so sure. Uh, they say practice yoga on a paddle board while floating in the fountain pool. They say we recommend you be comfortable in the water because <laughs> the chances are you might get wet. I'm going to go with the chances are you're going to get wet. Right. <laughs> but yoga on a paddle board. Uh, I can barely yeah. do yoga on <laughs> solid ground. I don't know if I would be able to do that on a paddleboard, but Michelle could probably get it. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it. Yes. Here's one that I think is fascinating. Awakening yoga, which is you wake up with the uh, with Disney by enjoying a yoga session overlooking the Disney Grand California, excuse me, the Disney California Adventure uh, from the hotel's rooftop deck. Uh, designed for all levels, this class incorporates various types of yoga intended to improve mental awareness and start the day energized. So um, if you've ever been to the Grand California, they have this deck that overlooks, it kind of peaks down uh, over where Sonora Terrace is and kind of that area where the Dog Castle is <laughs> and looks in towards um, the, the Mickey Wheel, the Pixar right. Pal around yes. and the Incredicoaster and that area. It's a great spot to check out um, when they have World of Color, Color going on right, and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I believe, where they're holding this yoga as well. Yeah, no, what what a great, at, like they're saying, the atmosphere there and to be in a very special place like that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, here's one for those of you who are looking for a little bit of a more strenuous <laughs> workout before you go to your Disney parks or you start your Disney day. A boot camp in Disney California Adventure Park. They say this high-spirited, high-intensity boot camp will have you... Uh, on the move, traveling from land to land before the park opens with push-ups, squats, and sit-ups and maintains a 12-minute-per-mile pace jogging around the park. This class takes place before the park opens, as I, all these that right, are in the yes. park will take place before they open. That might be a little strenuous for me. I can keep the 12-minute pace, um, but adding the push-ups, the squats, and the sit-ups <laughs> to that, maybe I can't keep the 12-minute pace. <laughs> that one might not be for me. I don't know. Maybe something to work up to. Here's one that's definitely for me, though. Disney ears yoga. They say, <laughs> don your favorite pair of Disney ears and add a little Disney magic to your morning yoga session. <laughs> I, I think you know, I can so put cute. on some ears and do some yoga. That sounds fun. <laughs> Uh, another one is the obstacle challenge in Disney California Adventure Park, and that's at the Red Week Creek Redwood Creek, easy for me to say, challenge trail attraction where you conquer thrilling obstacles like crawling, jumping, climbing, and running and test your balance and strength. This class takes place again before the, the park opens. We've done a little bit of that within right. the Redwood Trail. I know right. you've done some of the rock climbing the right. wall. Right, yeah, there. rock climbing wall uh -huh. and the... Yeah, going through some of the tunnels and things like that. It, it's fun. I mean, I know the kids love it um, as well. But yeah, doing that before the park opened would be like surreal. Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, here's one that's right up our alley and would love. A power walking workout in Disney California Adventure Park. They say start your day with an energetic walk and active stretching throughout Disney California Adventure Park before the park opens. Class maintains a 15 to 18 minute per mile pace for up to two miles. That's even more than and, you know, a run Disney event. So, right. you know, you can, yes, power walk, 
but it's not going super, super right, fast, yeah, you know, right. so that's not that bad. That's so doable. Yes. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, they also have a guided meditation in there, a stretching thing. There's all sorts of great classes. Go check it out. Um, they do come, they are not free. Right. There is a fee involved with this, but if you like to kind of get your day started and you know, we all love the, well, many of us anyway, love the run Disney events and your chance to, you know, part of it is your chance to be in the park before anybody else and kind right. of experience it and, and see what it's like. This is kind of another way to add a little extra magic to your trip and do it in an active, fun way. Most definitely. So yeah, we'll definitely be checking it out. For Too sure. bad they didn't have that a couple of weeks I ago. Know, right? <laughs> For sure. So uh, moving on to the not as happy news, unfortunately. Uh, if you've been anticipating your chance to sail on one of the first few cruises aboard the Disney Wish, well, unfortunately, it looks like you're going to have to wait a little longer. And if we're talking to you, you probably already know this. But right. for those of you who didn't hear the story, uh, we'll let you know. Uh, this is from the Disney Cruise Line blog, not officially uh, with Disney, but he does a great job of covering everything Disney Cruise Line right. on that site. I highly recommend it. Um, he says, on Thursday, Disney Cruise Line emailed guests booked on the maiden voyage, the following DVC sailing, and additional sail dates into July that the Disney Wish will be delayed by six weeks. Everything's delayed right now yes. due to Omicron <laughs> and supply chain issues yes. and everything. Right. So good. Uh, anyway, they said the Meyer Wharf shipyard notified Disney Cruise Line that despite their very best efforts, they will need more time to finish the Disney wish. The setback is due in part to the pandemic and particularly the arrival of Omicron in Germany at a critical point in the production process. It struck a lot of places. Right. So I totally get it. And it's, it's unfortunate, but not a surprise. Right. Uh, as a result, Disney Cruise Line is regrettably left with no other choice than to delay the ship's maiden voyage until July 14th of 2022 and is reaching out to affected guests to help them adjust their vacation plans. Among the options, all impacted guests will have the opportunity to choose from a 50% discount on a future cruise departing by December 31st, 2023. So if they shift you to a different date and it doesn't work for you, you can book this other cruise for right. 50% off. Now, if you're going to just shift, I think, to another cruise, to a, the cruise that they set up for you, like if they move the timeline along, I don't know if you get that discount. Right, you, right. They'll, they'll walk you through yes. it so, so you can know better. Uh, they say guests booked on the June 9th maiden voyage and the June 14th uh, DVC crews are being moved to the new sale dates of July 14th and July 19th, respectively. Right. So. so. Anyway, yeah, so. I mean, like you said, it, it's certainly unfortunate, but not totally unexpected to have something like that be impacted because of what happened around the world. Right. Yeah. And it's still going on. And yeah. We were on the downward slope. Yeah. Yes. And we've, uh, we, in our own lives, we've, we've seen a little bit of that going on. So we understand what's going on. It's unfortunate, but it is the way of the world. So right. hopefully Disney gets this through. Yeah. The 50% discount hey, is pretty good. Yeah. I'll take that any day. So. Right. Not bad. It's unfortunate that everything gets pushed back a little bit, but not bad. Didn't affect our cruise as of right now, anyways. Our wasn't until September, I right. think it's late September. Our Disney Wish cruise right. so hasn't pushed ours at all. But uh, interesting to know. And it yes. doesn't. And by the way, if you are on any of the other Disney Wish cruises, you don't get that fifty percent discount. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> not really, but it's fun. Uh, anyway, so. 
hopefully this all works out for those of you affected by this cruise. Right. And hopefully you can get squared away and find the Disney Wish cruise that fits your needs and, and your time and your calendar right, and your vacation exactly. time and everything else. So, sure. Uh, one more quick note that I want to get to, and this just came out just the other day, and that is that we now kind of have an idea mm-hmm. of when one of our favorite characters is going to be making his re-debut in the Star Wars universe on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Series we've been looking forward to for years now, right. actually, since we heard it's going, it was coming, and that is the Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. series. We now have a set month, and it's not a shock at all that it's going to be debuting in Disney Plus uh, in May at some point. They didn't give us a. Sp- a specific date yet, but I am willing to bet real money <laughs> on the fact that it will be May the 4th. <laughs> be with you. Um, not, not only is obviously the celebrated Star Wars Day, May the 4th, right? May the 4th is also a Wednesday when we've seen a lot of these shows. You know, it's when Drop they did Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. So it totally makes sense that that will be the day that we first get to see Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi once again right. uh, on Disney Plus. Yeah. I mean, we hope you're right because that would be great having it earlier in May than later. Um, but still, that's not far from now. And that's truly exciting. Like you said, something we've been waiting for and anticipating for a while now. And, and as we've seen with some of the other Star Wars um, series that have come out, they've all been so amazing to watch and riveting. And this is great that we're going to now have that with Obi-Wan. I still remember, and unfortunately, this was when we at the D23 Expo 2019, and unfortunately, this was the day that you got struck with food poisoning <laughs> or something, and unfortunately, you couldn't make it um, to the Disney Plus panel, um, but you were so generous to me, like, you know, <laughs> go ahead, you yeah. go, I'll try and, you know, take care of myself. And so I was there that day um, and during the Star Wars panel, and we got to see all these great shows that were coming and all this stuff. Right. And it looked like they were wrapping up. And just at the last moment, Kathleen Kennedy's there on stage, the head of Lucasfilm. And she's, oh, one more thing. And I had completely forgotten about the rumors about this happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was just there. And I was like, oh, this is all great. I'm loving it. And then one more thing. And then out walked Ewan McGregor. Nice. And I remembered. And it all rushed back to me. <laughs> and of course, I was a puddle on the floor <laughs> as I am because Obi-Wan Kenobi is like one of my favorite characters, if not my favorite Star Wars character. And I loved Ewan McGregor's uh, portrayal of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And so when that all came back and struck that, oh my God, they're about to announce the Kenobi series coming. And then he, he, you know, says, yes, I was a mess. I was a wreck. (laughs) It was all over, you know? Oh, so yeah. Unfortunately, Michelle wasn't there to witness that moment too, but trooper that she is and sweetheart (laughs) that she is to allow me to go. Um, We still had a great time at the D23 Expo once we got her fixed up from right. that food poisoning yeah. but um, that was a heck of a moment yeah I was very excited for you when you explained what had happened and I was thrilled and it's exciting that uh, here we are now and it's about to happen yeah I, after a couple of years of just waiting and mm-hmm. biding our time and when's it going to happen it's it's coming it's almost here and that's yeah. really really exciting so yay yay so that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And we do this. We always start with Michelle. One, because she's wonderful, awesome, all <laughs> things great in the world. She has the best lists. She definitely does the best research. 
But for sure, she has the very best <laughs> tips. So let's get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Well, you're so kind, honey. Thank you. Uh, actually, this is a twofer. So, um, and it relates to the topic that we shared today as our main topic. And the first part of it is if you do want to have the card format of the ticket to keep as, you know, like a little memento of your your trip during the the 50th anniversary celebration, um, what we'd recommend is you go late in the day, uh, the day before you want to actually use that ticket, um, because you do have to pick it up at guest services. And it, if you're trying to do it in the morning, that is just really going to add time. Everybody's at guest services in the morning. Yeah. The line is super long in the morning. So, um, you know, you could go to the parks, guest services in the late afternoon, um, but you might not be aware that Disney Springs also has a guest services. And uh, typically they're open as late as like 10 o'clock at night. So even if you're traveling in later in the day, uh, that might be an option for you to do that will save you a lot of line time on the day that you're actually going into the park. Um, and the other little tip um, we want to share actually as an experience uh, with our family. You talked about a few weeks ago how we did go to um, Disneyland and we did purchase the Lightning Lane for uh, Rise. However, we did find out late in the, you know, kind of like evening even on the weekend, that line can go to a, a more reasonable hour, a queue to go where you're less than an hour. I think like 35 minutes was posted and it was definitely less than that. So, um, you know, I'm not saying you could still, you know, experience the lightning lane and this, but it is something if you really don't feel like you wanted to purchase the lightning lane or, you know, like us where we've been on it before and might not feel like we're going to purchase the lightning lane, but take an opportunity to actually still experiencing it as a walk up. It's, it can be doable at Disneyland. Right. Like I I was mentioning earlier when we were talking about the tips for Tony and his uh, sons for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, If you're planning a trip, keep just have the app and every once in a while, check what the wait times are for attractions that you're really thinking about. And you can kind of get a judge. There's no guarantees that one day will be like another day. But if you look at it a few days in a row, you can kind of get an idea of when the, you know, when it's busiest, when it seems to, you know, go down a little right. bit, the wait times, and when it grows again. Um, I usually find sometimes in the middle of the day it, it ebbs a little bit, then it comes back up again once people can park hop over there. Right. And then in the evening, a lot of times in the evening, um, you know, as you know, the last couple hours before the park closes, right. it can get down to under an hour. You can sometimes find it for 45 minutes, and it's usually not even really 45 right, minutes. Right, right, exactly. So, so. Um, definitely, you can do that. Now, again, the Lightning Lane, purchasing the Lightning Lane will probably guarantee you that you'll get to ride it. So, you know, it's what's value to you. Right. But if you want to, you know, roll the dice, don't want to pay that fee, then you still have a decent chance that you'll get you, you'll get to ride it depending right. on how well it's functioning that day. Exactly. So, so. good tip. Anyway, thank Michelle's you. tips, always the best <laughs> tip. Uh, my tip is, well... We've seen this week that uh, there's another Disneyland ticketed event, late night ticketed event mm-hmm. that's been going on. They've been doing Sweethearts Night right. recently, and it looks great. Uh, we've been to Sweethearts Night yes. a few years back. We loved it. It was wonderful, and this one looks really mm-hmm. great, too. Right. And we've seen rave reviews of it from the people who have gone. Um, and the one thing I wanted to bring up with it, of course, you know, it's a you buy a separate ticket for that, and mm-hmm. you can get in as early as 5 o'clock with that ticket. Um, however, if you already... 
if you're buying one of those tickets for this, and let's just say you already have a magic key, you know, the annual mm -hmm. pass, or you have a ticket for the park for the day and a park reservation there right. for the day, you can get in there a little earlier or a lot earlier <laughs> and not have to, and avoid that line that stacks up as everybody gets there right. just for the tickets for Sweetheart's Night and, and ends up having, filling out the courtyard there. Right. Lineup. You can, whether you've entered in the park earlier or not, just go ahead and go through the regular entry line right. and then you can go in and I believe it's at the Starcade in Tomorrowland. You can pick up you know, your uh, lanyard, all the stuff that you need to keep you in the park once the park right. closes. And it's a great way to kind of get past those lines. If you, again, this is only if you already have a ticket and right. a park reservation for that day, or you have a magic key pass and a park reservation for that day where you can get in a little earlier. Right. Um, but it, it really will save you some time as opposed to trying to get in that line and, and get in there True. later on. And we've taken advantage of that right, many, right. many times yes. in the past. Very good point. So. Anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Next week, well, we're heading to Disneyland, as we talked about, <laughs> to meet up with some friends. And we're going to spend some good quality time at the happiest place on Earth. And uh, we're going to recap a little bit of our fun that we had from that day there and right. tell you what's going on there, including, hey, you know, the Lunar New Year celebration is right. still going on. I think we're going to be wrapping it up that weekend, but we can tell you what it was like in case you have plans to maybe go the next year right. and see if it might interest you. So we'll tell you what, what we had as far as fun there. Right. Yeah. And just, you know, keep you updated on the happenings. Yeah. So it'd be fun to recap a, another Disneyland trip, but also the time we'll find be upon us after promising you a big announcement for weeks, months, a long time. Next week, we are finally going to tell you that big <laughs> announcement and we're very excited to share it with you and we think you're going to like it too. Yeah, definitely. And you won't want to miss it for sure. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. It is a big announcement. It's not just like some radio big announcement, like big announcement. Tune in tomorrow at noon. We have a big announcement for you. And the big announcement is like the studio has been renamed by, you know, some <laughs> ship factory or something. And, uh, no, it, this is a big announcement. You're really going to be interested to hear what we have to say is coming for this show next week right exactly and us personally so yes yes definitely check that out so <laughs> uh as for today we appreciate that you joined us today in the future you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts however the very best place to find us is on our own website hyperionadventurespodcast.com and while you're there please sign up for our free newsletter and know that we don't share your email address with anybody nope just another way to be involved in the hyperion adventures podcast world maybe get a little information earlier than most other people right. do so uh also uh you can be involved with us on social media we're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun at our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Yeah, we really love those of you who have already joined. You're awesome. Yeah, and keep those posts coming. We yeah. love seeing them. We love seeing the pictures. We right. love seeing what you're doing out there and what kind of positive Disney energy fun you're having on that group. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just do a, a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe, and you'll know whenever we have a new video. 
And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. We love hearing from you, no matter what you're uh, seeking out, whether to just share some information or ask questions or whatever. We love hearing from you. Yeah. Even if you just want to say hi, yes. uh, we love hearing from you uh, and through all these formats. So that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week with that big announcement. <laughs> Until that time, I'm Tom. <laughs> I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.